Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now, from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15, almost wharf online, sunburymotors.com. Ford, Kia, Hyundai, the best in new inventory, all with great warranties. Great pre-owned inventory with that all-important Sunbury Motors guarantee. Terrific service department that backs it all up every step of the way. At Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf online. At sunburymotors.com. Time now to make a trip to the Tunnel of Darkness. And find out what is bothering my young friend today. Oh, I thought you were talking about the Pac-12. Well, they have they have big big problems. Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. Oh, I'm I mean, sorry, I had is, to start with that. It, but it is. If you want to see how you can take something, and you can incrementally destroy it. <laughs> yes. This this is. A case study that I think that every business needs to look at because, to their credit, if you could check the box of every mistake you can possibly make, they found all of them. Yep. No question. Now, and I'm going to start with this topic today because Pete Thamel just put out the tweet a little while ago that Big Ten commission, the uh, Big Ten uh, presidents have given. Commissioner Tony Bettini, the okay to explore more options out of the Pac-12, including Washington and Oregon, who have been talked about at nauseum as potential additions to the Big Ten. But let's also not forget this. Somebody pointed it out that's inside. I forgot who it was. But evident. But either way, it's right. Is Let's not forget, USC joined the Big Ten for one, for one of a couple reasons. One of them, though, was... They wanted to stick it to everybody else in the Pac-12. And we even heard this from Tony Knopp when he when he was on with us a couple months ago when this all first started. So I think it would behoove the Big Ten, as you're starting to integrate USC and UCLA, to not make them mad about this and not make them regret anything about this. Not like they can get out of the deal now, but I'm just saying I think it would behoove Big Ten officials not to get off on the wrong foot with your one of your new partners and a very big partner in USC by even remotely thinking about bringing any more schools in from the Pac-12. That's all I'm just going to say. And I'm, quite frankly, I am a little surprised that Tony Petiti would even entertain the idea knowing his media TV deal background, knowing what this would mean for the other 16 schools currently, unless I'm missing something, Steve. Now, I do understand that if any more Pac-12 schools come in, they would be in the realm of like a, where Maryland and Rutgers were when they joined in 2014. But still, 
that's still two more mouths to feed no matter how you slice it and dice it. And um, that surprises me that Tony Petiti would even entertain the idea. But I might be missing something. I don't know. But bottom line is Big Ten just better tread carefully, especially with its new partner in USC, before they bring in any more Pac-12 schools potentially. All right. There's a lot to unpack there. Um, All right. I think what everybody is attempting to avoid is you're attempting to avoid being the one that broke up the conference. I'm talking about the Pac-12. You don't want to be seen as, quote, the bad guy. That you're the one that um, broke it up. And I think everybody has been treading lightly in that area because you don't want to be that organization. Well, the big guy came in and just kind of smashed the place to smithereens. Hey, terrific, great, love it. But why, though? Why doesn't anybody I – mean, everybody knows where the, the position that Pac-12 is in. Why does nobody want to be the bad guy when we're just about predicting what is likely an inevitable? I got, that's and what that, I don't understand either. Well, in other words, uh, this, this is what – you're, tr- you're trying to avoid that perception that the big bear came in and gobbled up the koala, okay? Uh, if Arizona makes a decision that they want to follow Colorado, which in turn could then become a domino that has Arizona State follow, which then in turn could be a domino that follows Utah, now you're talking about organizations where it is now a complete shell of itself. And Oregon and Washington, for example, are two schools that right now are circling airports, and they've wanted to land at the Pac-12 airport, but it's a minefield. So they, they want to find a place to land right now. And that's... Because now it's become desperate. The deal that they were presented pays them about $20 million a year. That's about what they're getting now. They have es- escalators put in it, incentives put in it, where if they reach certain um, uh, subscriptions, they can get to a point where they're getting the same money as the Big 12. Evidently, everybody that has knowledge of it has said it's almost impossible for them to get there in terms of the number of subscriptions they need from Apple TV. Uh, And nobody knows if there's even a linear component. And the networks are broke, especially ESPN. They're broke. They spent their money other places. Hey, and they've got more to bid on. And I don't blame Oregon and Washington at all for looking at the landscape and saying, hey, look, we got to find a place to land here. And I don't care if it's less than what everybody else is getting. We'll take it. It's more than what we're getting now. On, the, on behalf of the Big Ten... When you're in a situation like this, 
they are instructing the commissioner to essentially revet because they already did it a year ago, Washington and Oregon. That way, if it does come to pass where there's an invitation as a possibility, the university presidents in the conference will have all the information pro and con and will be at least working from a position of knowledge and not from guessing. And that's the job of the commissioner. He says, hey, look, you want me to take a look at this? I'll take a look at it. And you go through and try and get as many answers to questions that you have about the profile of the schools that you're looking at. Yes, it is true that USC, I mean, this is one of the mistakes that some people have made. Well, you have to have Western partners for them. USC and UCLA did not want Western partners. USC in particular made it very plain to everybody, no, we're fine. They wanted to be the only Big Ten show in the West. And that has been made plain. We have talked about this. I don't think people believe me when I said it. Then we brought Tony on, and Tony confirmed it. They really they didn't want to do it. And... Now, the Pac-12, Pac-9, whatever's left, they're looking around saying, okay, what do we do now? So I go back to Arizona, for example. I talked about this yesterday. Arizona. Your basketball coach, Tommy Lloyd, your football coach, Jed Fish. While the financial numbers give you pause... The bigger part to them is, how are people going to be able to see my games? How are recruits going to be able to see my games? But they have to get an Apple subscription? Really? And that's a concern for them moving forward. As I said yesterday, streaming may be the future, but it's not the present. The Big Ten dipped its toe into the streaming area. The NFL dipped its toe into the streaming area. The only one that has gone all out on streaming has been MLS. This afternoon, after the markets close, both Amazon and Apple will be announcing their plus-minus sheets for, I think it's not just the last quarter, but I think for the fiscal year that ended June 30th. And it is expected that Apple will be down some, in, in part because uh, they have not put out the new iPhone yet, uh, but will be down some, but, Apple, but Amazon might be up a little bit. Also, the element that you have to understand about the Big Ten is this. People keep talking about an additional package, like a 1030 package. Yeah, well, that wouldn't bother me as a viewer. I'm like, okay, 1030. Oregon, Washington, USC, UCLA out in the, you know, as filling that kind of spot. Um, but who would pick it up? So, for example, say you wanted Amazon to pick it up. 
Well, I don't know what the language of the contract happens to be with NBC and Peacock about streaming. See what I'm saying? What is the language in the NBC contract when it comes to Peacock and streaming? And are you able, based on the verbiage of the contract, of the uh, language of the contract, are you allowed to then get a, a streaming contract and bypass Peacock and have two streamers? Are you allowed to do that? And I think you know, there's no exclusivity on Paramount Plus, but Paramount Plus will be also carrying the CBS games. But you already have eight exclusive games in football on Peacock, and there'll be 37 exclusives in men's basketball on Peacock, including the first night of the Big Ten tournament, which is two games at the Target Center. So what does the language of that contract say? Are you the exclusive streamer? Or am I allowed to put another TV package together that is streaming? Because, I mean, ESPN doesn't really want to talk to the Big Ten right now. And I'm having doubts as to what kind of money ESPN has. Because they still want to bid for the NBA and they still want to bid for the college football playoff. That's really important. Uh, but this has been an expose in how to go down the rabbit hole and never get out. I will say this. George Klyovkov's meetings with the uh, Pac-12 presidents... I never thought I'd have anything worse than our staff meetings. This must be it. Oh, my almighty! <laughs> Suddenly, out of nowhere, the suit looks better and better with each meeting Klyovkov has. Hey, the suit's doing pretty well compared to this guy. <laughs> S-U-I-T, that spells suit I mean, As an executive, don't you think Maddie's moving up? Yeah, I'd probably have to agree with that. Yeah. I mean, this is... I know USC and UCLA was a blow. I got that. But USC and UCLA did what they had to do. They, I mean, I'm running I'm running the show there. I'm like, hey, look, can I get to these guys? Because you know what the industry sources are saying. That's why, that's why USC called Fox. Okay, that's okay. They called Mark Silverman at Fox. As I've told people, I said, look, when they decided they wanted to join the Big Ten, it wasn't a toll call. All right, I'm not kidding you. And you do have right now still the issue that you're trying to deal with of trying to make sure you completely integrate USC and UCLA for all the sports they're involved in. And as for ESPN, Disney doesn't know what to do with them. Now, look, ESPN ABC has been making money for Disney. I mean, they have been over time. But 
they've also been able to shell out so much in rights fees, and they have two big ones to go that they have to have. They don't need the Pac-12. They want the you know, college football. They want the college football playoff. They want to get the lion's share of that. They're going to have to share it with somebody, but they want to be still the primary, especially when it comes to the semifinals and finals. We're here. And it is smart of the Big Ten to do due diligence on anybody out there, whether it's Oregon, Washington, Stanford, Cal. I mean, no offense. They're both great academic schools, but they add nothing to the table athletically. I mean, I can't tell you the last time I saw Cal play football. It may have been that game in Australia when they opened the season years ago. Um and then as for Florida State and Clemson, who knows? That See, the difference is with Pac-12 schools, because the grant of rights run out August 1st next year, there's no grant of rights to, to be considered. There's no exit fee. So it's cleaner. Colorado cleanly can go to the Big 12. USC and UCLA can cleanly go to the Big 10. So because it's a clean path, that's why you look in that direction. Clemson and Florida State's not a clean path. That's a mess. And I'm talking like that is a nine-figure mess. 16 is also exponentially easier to operate than 18. And 18 is easier to operate than it is 20. And the other part, too, is you're trying to get to the college football playoff. When you've got something so big and so encompassing like this, what does that do about getting into the college football playoff? What does it do about getting as many schools as possible into the NCAA tournament? These are two things you do have to take into account because that's another revenue source there. Florida State needs to shut its mouth. Well, I don't blame them for talking. I have no problem with anybody talking, Matt. I never do. They're trying. They're trying to force somebody's hand somewhere to do something. That's fine. Uh, Oregon and Washington have said nothing. Have you noticed that? Yes, and that's a and that's probably a good move on their part right now. Um, but you know, what do you do? Do you do you put it on Apple? Do you put it on Amazon? And again, what does Peacock have to? What does NBC and Peacock have to say about that? And I don't know what the, the streaming language is. Is there exclusivity for them on streaming? I don't know. But Oregon and Washington does not solve the USC-UCLA travel issue. They can tell you it's a pain in the neck to go up there. It's a pain in the neck. Okay. So they're like, what's the difference? I mean, it's uh, travel is still going to be difficult no matter what. Now, my question would be this. Do you invite them in for just football and basketball and allow their other sports, you know, in other words, in this satellite arrangement, do you just invite the football, men's and women's basketball part, but allow the rest of their sports to do their own thing in a conference of their choice, like the Mountain West or the West Coast Conference or something like that? It's not like the Big Ten doesn't have 
satellite schools, Notre Dame and men's ice hockey, Johns Hopkins and lacrosse. You know, it's not like they don't. They do. Do you do this in football for these two and thus eliminate the issue of having to schedule soccer, baseball, track and field, things like that? Just throwing it out there. What would that do from a financial standpoint if, as to have them in for those two sports, but as to have them in entirely? Well, it's more expensive to have, have them in. Well, first of all, they're not going to get a full share. Right. They would not get a full share no matter what they do. Right? They're going to get a satellite share even if they're all brought in. And then the idea is when this contract runs out in seven years, they would then be a part of the full share group. I'm just saying, is this something where, because of that, they're only in for these sports? Or do you go all in and say, hey, you're all in, and it's one big kumbaya deal, let's make it happen? I think Arizona's Board of Trustees having a meeting today, that could be the linchpin. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now, from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15, almost Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford Kia Hyundai, the best in new inventory. Great pre owned inventory with the Sunbury Motors guarantee. Fabulous service department that backs it all up. For the life of the vehicle, Adam Rittenberg in just a few minutes. We'll get his thoughts on what has been something that has been percolating for a while, and now you feel like there's a sense of urgency on all parts. I know there's been a great desire among many in the Pac-12 to do everything they can to keep the band together. Colorado leaving was not a tremendous surprise, nor was it a tremendous blow um, because it's not not the greatest recruiting area, and outside of some NCAA basketball tournament appearances, they have not really um, uh, they were in football, they were everybody's homecoming game. Uh, (laughs) Okay. that's not a good thing, by the way. Where you're everybody's homecoming game. Um, but Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. But that's about what they are. Um, so they go. Now the question is, everybody's looking around, and I think it wasn't that Colorado went. That didn't affect the deal that George Klyovkov was attempting to put together and had no effect on it at all. They were going to get the same deal whether Colorado was sitting at the table or not. But it's the fact that they've been presented this deal and it's so heavy on streaming and and the base, the baseline numbers don't get them to the number that they felt they needed to get to. Now you have people saying, okay, what are we doing here? There's the guaranteed $31.7 million over here to go to the Big 12. Or do I stick? Or do I stick this out? 
And if if Arizona goes, and we'll see what they want to do. I mean, they could be the ones that really are the swing in all of this. I mean, Oregon and Washington have been I mean, sitting out there. And in terms of the brands, you know, we can talk markets all you want, but you know the brands remaining, they're the better brands in this thing. They're a better brand than Colorado, Arizona, or Arizona State. I mean, Utah is very good, but Oregon and Washington's pure brands are better. You can see in the TV numbers. Because $4 million is like the linchpin. If you can get as many uh, games with viewership over $4 million, you are golden. Penn State had five of them last year and six of them the year before. Okay? And that's one of the reasons why you're a top brand. You can deliver that not just once or twice, but multiple times in a season. Uh, and that is... Um, that's what you know the TV people are looking for. And for ESPN, the issue for them is again, they, they're trying to make sure they they're trying to make sure they're on path to get the NBA back and they're trying to make sure they're on track to get the lion's share of the college football playoff back. Right? Those are their priorities right now. In the Big 12, which has done a great job of surviving, a great job of getting a TV contract, the reality is in the TV world and for what they, for what the networks want to do, Fox and ESPN, they're filler. As I said yesterday, and I said a couple days, you lose Texas, Oklahoma, Nebraska, Missouri, okay, and Texas A&M, and you're better? When you replace them with Houston, UCF, Cincinnati, BYU, and TCU, you're better? In the eyes of the consumer, you're not better. We all can't wait for the great Oklahoma State-Baylor matchup. I mean, that's a nice game to watch. I might watch some of that game, but I'm not like saying that's not like appointment television for me. Yeah, you know, USC plays Michigan. I want to watch that game. Like, hey, so let's see how their game plays out. I mean, that's that's where we are in this in terms of how the networks view you. All right, let's talk to Adam Rittenberg about that. We'll do that in a moment as we continue on News Radio 1070 WKOK. One of the best in the business, smartest. Always great to see him. It's Adam Rittenberg, ESPN. Adam, welcome back. Thanks so much for the time. Oh, thanks for having me. I hope you're doing well, Steve. Yeah, I hope you're doing well, too, my friend. Okay, so um, I always feel it's smart to do your due diligence. Uh, so how important is it that the Big Ten presidents have instructed Tony Petiti to, at minimum, do his due diligence here? Yeah, I think it's important. I think it's recognizing the landscape. Uh, they were not they were not in this position a week ago. In talking to Tony, you know, he said very much that they were focused on USC and UCLA, and uh, it was his job to inform the presidents and chancellors of 
what's going on in the landscape. Um, and, and, you know, clearly the landscape has changed given Colorado's departure to the Big 12 and the likelihood of one or both Arizona schools making the same move. So, you know, this is the Big 12, the Big 10 positioning itself. Again, you know, trying to make it clear they're not trying to destroy the Pac-12, which gets a lot of laughs because people feel like they destroyed the Pac-12 last year with USC and UCLA. But um, being ready in case um, the league is is coming apart at the seams and Oregon and Washington, you know, have long been at least on the peripheral radar for the Big Ten. Yeah. Uh, yeah, USC and UCLA, I think people have to remember, they contacted the Big Ten. Uh, and that's that's something that a lot of people don't, may not realize. It wasn't the Big Ten saying, hey, follow me, follow me to freedom. Uh, USC and UCLA were trying, especially UCLA, was trying to find an economic way out. No doubt. Um, and I think, you know, if the Pac-12 does cease to exist, which would be very sad as someone who grew up watching that conference in Agreed. person, um, you know, I think the list of people that contributed to it would have USC uh, uh, Chancellor Carroll Fultz a lot higher than Kevin Warren, uh, to your point, the former Big Ten commissioner. I think that USC initiated this along with um, you know, certainly those in the media industry, UCLA, it was you know kind of is and has been broke, and they you know they see the Big Ten as a way to um, ease their financial uh, challenges. So um, that's uh, that that that's that's where we're we're at right now with the Pac-12. Now there's other people that have contributed to that downfall, but um, you know that that the, you know the, the league is certainly in scramble mode right now. Is this something where? the Big Ten might wait to see what Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah decide, and if they do decide that they want to find greener, greener pastures a little further to the east, that they, they would then feel free to go after Oregon and Washington if they go through the vetting process and come out on the plus side? Yeah, I mean, I think everybody, the first major event is, is obviously Arizona and their board and their regents meeting tonight. Um, it oversees both Arizona and Arizona State. Now, Arizona has you know, long been seen to be almost in the Colorado camp of very seriously considering leaving the uh, Pac-12 for the Big 12. Arizona State, meanwhile, has been one of the more loyal schools to the um, to the uh, uh, Pac-12. Their president, Michael Crow, was was one of the people that supported Larry Scott, the commissioner, even when almost nobody else was at the end of his time as commissioner. Uh, Ray Anderson, their AD, ha- has been uh, you know, very supportive of the Pac-12, even amid the challenges in that conference. And so you know, if both of them were to leave, we'll, you'll see if Utah were to follow. That, that doesn't seem like, um, you know, again, that, that doesn't seem out of the realm. And then, and then we'll, we'll, we'll kind of go from there uh, as far as Oregon and Washington. So I think that, that's the sequence. Uh, I know Washington has a board meeting late, late tonight, Pacific time. And uh, but I don't think that will yield any sort of decisions. Mm-hmm. The Arizona schools sort of rests in their hands right now. Adam, it, right now Johns Hopkins is in the Big Ten uh, for lacrosse. Notre Dame is in for men's ice hockey. It could it be out of the realm of possibility that if if they were to go in the Oregon Washington direction, they bring them in for football, men's and women's basketball, but let their other their Olympic sports find uh, geographic homes. I, I don't think. I mean, the Big Ten has has pretty much been a, a consistently a league where you're either all in or you're not in. Right. Um, right. You know, I, it, 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 regarding Notre Dame, um, 
you know, they 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 got the deal from the ACC that they would never get from the Big Ten. That's why they took it. Right. I just yep. don't think the Big Ten, again, operating from a position of strength, is going to do anything unless um, unless it involves the full membership. What do you know about Florida State other than their very public pronouncements? Well, you know, they they have made it no secret, see that they that they've been upset with the situation in the ACC. Um, and it certainly was, was you know, at the end of an already busy news day just to see their president and their uh, uh, their trustees you know, be so vocal and direct about their belief that they need to exit the conference, you know, barring some major revenue uh, um, structuring changes. That, that was certainly jarring to see, but you know, they, they have made it clear for a while that they want um, – they want a different situation. The key is the how, right? Like, how are they going to get out of the grant of rights? How are they going to exit the ACC? I had another administrator in that conference who tell me that their display was was ridiculous, as, as he as he described it. Um, so, you know, I think I think it's, it's, it's they've made it clear now they don't want to be in the ACC. But how are they going to actually, uh, um, uh, you know, create a, a pathway so that they can get out of the conference? That's going to be very interesting to see because I, I don't think any of the other schools that have considered exiting that conference are where Florida State is from a mentality standpoint and certainly externally saying the things that they said yesterday. Right. And But you also have to have a landing spot if you leave, right? Right, right. Yeah, there's there's that problem as well. I mean, you know, I think would would the SEC consider taking Florida State, um, you know, at, 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 you know, and again, one thing to keep in mind is that I don't think anyone joining the Big Ten or the SEC unless it's the University of Notre Dame, is coming in as, as a full member. Exactly. So, you yep. know, would Florida State go to the SEC at a discount? I, I'm guessing they would. Uh, so, yeah. you know, if you're Greg Sankey and, and those presidents, you know, you have to consider that because it's still a great brand. Uh, you're already in the state of Florida, but um, it strengthens you in, 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 your, home, in your home footprint. So uh, that would seemingly be the, the landing spot. I know there was a lot out there uh, about uh, Florida State and possibly the Big Ten, uh, Florida State has, uh, you know, increased its academic profile uh, in recent years, but it's it's such a geographic outlier for the Big Ten. I know we're saying that with USC and UCLA coming in. I, I I've been told that the Big Ten uh, goes and looks towards the ACC. The two schools that it would target would be Virginia and North Carolina, North which Carolina. You know, would would fit in very well. So yeah, I, I don't are, I don't yeah. I'm not hearing the the Big Ten is looking at Florida State this time. But yeah. I mean, right now anything's on the table. I was told the exact same two schools as you were, right? Virginia, North Carolina. Okay, if if anything ever came to pass, all right. Yeah. Um, I have to ask you about Northwestern. You've done a lot of coverage of this. Uh, where does that program stand right now? And I mean, you're up to what eight, nine lawsuits, and a lot of people being named. What is your viewpoint of what we're seeing at Northwestern? Right, you know, more more lawsuits. Uh, I think about four new ones are, are today um, came in. Uh, so yeah, that number continues to increase. The team is preparing for, I believe, its first practice today. I have to check on that. I know they were going through their uh, mandatory in-person anti-hazing seminar uh, today, um, which all Northwestern teams are going to be doing before their seasons now. Right. And, and I think their first practice is a team that starts um, uh, has the first game on the third, not the second. It, you know, is today. So they're on the practice field very soon, if not already. Uh, mm-hmm. David Braun is leading them. Uh, Skip Holt, the uh, longtime college coach, now in the USFL, 
is is there as a special assistant to head coach David Braun. And, you know, you're starting to see a little bit of pushback, Steve. You, you, there was a, a, a series of, of tweets last night, if, it, if we still call them tweets. I don't know what this app is called anymore. But <laughs> from Mike Hankwitz, the, the longtime defensive coordinator, um, defending yeah. Pat Fitzgerald and the program against these allegations. And, and, you know, there were certainly some, you know, full-on defense of, 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 of you know, racism and, and hazing, but there were also quite a lot of facts that Coach Hankwitz put there as far as the reporting mechanisms that were in place to, uh, to relay any sort of mistreatment. Um, and so then that's been corroborated by people I've talked to in this story. So we're just, again, story's nowhere near over. Uh, there's a review of a current assistant coach that's still going on. There's reviews of the entire athletic department culture uh, by Loretta Lynch, the former U.S. Attorney yeah. General. So th- this thing is, is far from over. I was about to ask that question about her. What does her presence and her name mean behind this? Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's obviously different opinions about her, you know, given her, her public profile. But I think Northwestern sure. wanted somebody that has, a, you know, was a notable name, um, you know, to show credibility. In, in looking at not just the football program, but what's happening with the entire athletic department, how accountability is enforced, how some of these reporting lines are set up. Although I, I would imagine uh, Ms. Lynch and her team will find that Northwestern did do the right thing in terms of setting up ways for athletes to report um, abuse and mistreatment within the program. Uh, but, but she's looking at the whole thing, and again, it's just an attempt by University President Michael Schill to uh, to address what's happened and the allegations and attempt to move forward um, with, with obviously a, a very high-profile attorney uh, leading these investigations. Okay, I, I want to ask one more about the possibility of adding schools. Have you talked to anybody in the Big Ten about how to organize this? In other words, they're trying to integrate USC and UCLA and like like you, I feel that you know when the Big Ten expands, they bring everybody in. But it takes a lot of organization to take care of 22 sports, especially with the travel involved in this. Is there some hesitation because they really don't have everything buttoned down yet as to how to do USC and UCLA yet? Right. I think, again, there's a focus, you know, as recently as, as a week ago from Tony Petiti telling me, like, like, we are focused on UCLA and USC and figuring out the schedules and the logistics and all of that. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's added more complexity to it um, now that you may be adding more schools from the West Coast, uh, two more schools, it looks like, um, possibly even four. Uh, but, but yeah, there, there has been or there was and continues to be a lot of focus on how is this going to work with USC and UCLA because they're so far away from the general uh, you know, center of the Big Ten. Um, and, 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 you know, this is it's obviously a time, as you know, where, you know, the, the welfare of the athlete and the well-being of the athlete is, is top of mind for people. Um, yeah. especially because of the transfer portal and, and the power that those athletes have. So you know, there, there needs to be a lot of, of work and time that goes into just the USC and UCLA component, and, and now that, that may be amplified by, by new additions. My friend, thank you so much for the time. It's always a pleasure, and appreciate you very much. Okay, thanks for having me. You bet, Adam Rittenberg. Um. So there you are. Um, look, they're just trying to get. Um, I mean, 
when you're sitting there and you're looking at the situation, all right, U.S. Oregon and Washington essentially were vetted a year ago. They probably are just getting confirming answers, and then you're sitting there, and now the, here's the big part. All right. You also have to answer the question is, how do you pay for it? Right. And maybe you find out with an additional media partner or somebody else stepping up that you can do it with relative ease, maybe at a cut rate, but you can do it with relative ease. Or you may find out, hey, look, we've paid out as much as we can. We can't go any further. Or you may find out from other people like, well, we'll give you a package, but we don't want to just have Rutgers and Maryland as part of, you know, as part of, I say that with all due respect. But the TV people would be asking, what, we want to have Indiana playing Oregon on Amazon? I mean, is that good for us? I mean, and you may hit that resistance. <laughs> 